0: So
1: that's Marmalade from 1967, one of the more plaintive of all uh, rock and roll pop songs from that era. And I'd like to speak a little bit today about um, the attacks in Paris from a kind of perspective that I hope is familiar and uh, would uh, relate to the kind of concerns that uh, certainly Mockingbird has, although I speak for myself, not for any particular group or Um, institution, but I would like to speak a little bit about the um, uh, reflections on uh, the um, terrible atrocities that occurred in Paris recently. I think the first thing I want to say is that there is a very large um, element of control over thought. Uh, currently. I feel it very much myself. I felt it very, very strongly recently in my own denomination. I certainly feel it in my own country, where... um uh, certain points of view are absolutely embargoed. You absolutely cannot say certain things that you uh, perceive or feel that are very legitimate and very traditional and very uh, possible uh, ways of looking at things. I'm not talking about radicalisms. Uh, and one of the problems you have in dealing with what happened in Paris is that it's so uh, difficult in the current mood to speak with um, with um, honesty and authenticity, some of the things you think, and I have a few thoughts i 'd like to pass on that I hope might might be of, uh, might be part of the, the what is today the buzzword the conversation about these terrible events one uh, the first is the whole question of islam it 's a subject that I gave a lot of thought to, and like you i 've studied it and read up it and spent time in Muslim countries, spent a lot of time, actually, in Muslim countries over the years. And um, I'm a great believer and a great, uh, I would say, a great uh, admirer of aspects of uh, Islam. But because uh, if you say anything negative currently about Islam as a religion, you are immediately labeled an Islamophobe, and we're in a situation where even the government that's uh, elected to protect us won't allow us to use the word um, Islamic uh, terrorism because that's what it is. Um, it's a little difficult. But I would say that... Islam has an edge that uh, Christianity does not have, uh, and certainly Buddhism does not have it. There is simply an edge related to uh, the kind of premium that is placed on glory or victory uh, military uh, victory that is um, present in the text it 's not the whole story, but it 's there and as you know, if something is a seed is planted in a religious text, that seed grows over the time over the decades and the centuries. And can become often a very big tree. Christ talked about the tree in which the birds of the air nest. And there are elements in the Quran that are um, absolutely um, a blessing the notion of conquest and victory and coercion. And just because we can't say it, we are seeing it. So um, this, is, this, this whole thing is not about a, a fella uh, idealistically putting a piano on the back of a truck and, and uh, coming out to the side, uh, driving it up to the scene of a terrible atrocity and uh, singing John Lennon's uh, song, Imagine. Uh, this is not about religion uh, in general. Uh, that's a tremendous point that um, people uh, make that's really not at all discriminating and no distinctions. It's about Islam in particular, not about religion in general, yes, uh, many religions have a tendency to become um, antagonistically dividing uh, people I've seen it very much in Christianity it's been the death of me so I'm not speaking out of some you know, uh, it's not the Wizard of Oz here, but it is the case that in Islam there is a hard edge of coercion and of uh, violent uh, and uh, victory and uh, the reward placed not upon uh, suffering uh, and the cross, but uh, victory and um, uh, powerful um, triumph uh, caused by Allah. That is simply there, and um, there is an element of what we saw in um, Paris in the religion itself, and it's simply there. And I wanted to um, to note that. Um, another aspect is that we're we're in the hands often today in. All of our Western countries of a kind of approach that doesn 't allow any other view, and so if you were to say very loudly that um, europe uh, you, 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 europe 's governments have not protected their people in recent years by allowing too many. ...Islamic uh, migrants or immigrants or whatever the right word is in uh, who are seed beds for this teaching because their, their texts have it in it. It's not entirely that way, I know. I'm, I'm a great lover of the Sufis and I know about that, but nevertheless... Um, if you really uh, say what is clear, these center left governments, including our own, uh, absolutely uh, won't let you say it. And there's no question in my mind that uh, y- Europe um, uh, uh, has uh, not uh, protected its traditions and its people because it's been in the hands of a kind of certain kind of ideology, which I'd like to talk about in just a minute. Um, so you have um, Germany accepting vast numbers of Muslim immigrants, and that is. Uh, more than ever today, and then, you know, what do you make of what happened? Now, part of the problem is first, there's a muzzle on expression. And I know that in my own denomination, in my own Christian work, you you, you can't, there's certain things you're simply not allowed to say, which are completely legitimate. And, and utterly, they, they, may, they may not be true, they may be counter-arguments that are stronger, but they're legitimate in terms of the tradition. And if you say them, you're regarded as sort of a, you know, a de- de- the devil wears Prada, you know. It's, it's, a, it's an awful de- development. And um, so we need to be aware that there's a lock on expression here. So first, I want to say that um, a, a criticism of Islam is not a an attack on individual Muslims uh, nor even on certain branches of Islam that are more liberal or tolerant um, and a criticism of center left European governments for um, uh, uh, sentimentally or for whatever reason allowing vast numbers of people in a different culture to come in overly large numbers uh, to just uh, th- th- that is not um, that is perfectly legitimate uh, to say that key issue with um, a kind of ideological liberalism and I mean that philosophically, I don't mean that in a political sense, but I mean philosophically, is that they they, generally speaking have the wrong anthropology and here's where the Christian faith shines a light, you know, let the midnight special shine its ever-loving light on me there is a light here, and the light is that um, in the heart of man is ill will malice and uh, defensiveness and hostility and libido and the id and violence, and that is something that is... uh that is really hidden away. Everyone wants to treat um, uh, people as if they had, you know, complete freedom of, of choice and complete, uh, you know, that that they're not in themselves. That it's all conditional rather than in in ourselves. And the the number one complaint I have against almost everything I read, for example, about uh, this terrible event, is that it it just dials way down. The opposite of whatever doubling down. It does the opposite of that. Whatever the right word is. It. Dials way too down on the human um, capacity for 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 the cyclical use of power, uh, the, um, uh, the the element of tremendous hostility that ex- exists in everybody. You see it in the internet. It's just there. It's just there in the comment threads. And when we um, uh, overly uh, ascribe to the human uh, person um, qualities of uh, rational. Um, uh, well-thinking civic dignity and, and uh, decency, as we used to say in the 90s, we're mistaken. And therefore you have a uh, – we, we the, these people who often seem to run the show in these governments, they, they don't have a category for um, young men coming in and shooting indiscriminately uh, people just to kill as many as they possibly can, all in the name of their particular take on their text. We don't have the – so what we'll do is we'll talk about gun control, you know, or we'll talk about some uh, – thing that we can do to control the situation in some form or another, where the problem is in the heart of the heart of the human man, the heart of the human woman, and that is an enormous uh, uh, monk lacuna in most current thinking about actions and people and moral aspiration and hope. I do find, by the way, that Pope Francis's views on migration are really uh, very powerful because they're all in the range of compassion. I don't think Pope Francis is a fool when it comes to the great teaching of the Church about uh, the nature of human beings, which used to be called original sin. Now, um, there are two other things I'd like to say. One of the reasons why this has been jacked up so high and we do face a kind of international menace of the highest uh, order is our own fault— Um, the um, Western nations. I mean, I've talked about this, and uh, it's drones. I recently said to somebody that um, the problem of uh, certain problems we're having, relevant to to, uh, let's say, uh, these vast uh, groups of people coming into Europe uh, who are from Syria, it has to do with long-term karma, you know, or the devil will pay, uh, the devil to pay in relationship to uh, taking away um, in the Middle East any sense that the people on the ground have any possible participation or control of their own existence and future. And when you cover the entire country of Pakistan, which apparently we did in order to find um, uh, Anwar al aliki I was just uh, with the author of that wonderful new book about the assassination of Anwar al um the American citizen who was the mullah. The, uh, when you are able to cover an entire country with an electronic curtain and umbrella, what is the person on the ground supposed to think? I mean, what, what are we... If, if we give people the um, impression and the actuality that they have absolutely no way to defend themselves whatsoever, and let's say they're young and they're men, uh, you know, they, they don't have enough money to buy all that they would like in terms of computer games, so it's not quite so suppressed. What, what are they supposed to do? I mean, uh, we, we talk about what, what happens is we, we, we if you do it for two or three years, you get some radicalisms and you get some suicide bombers. And if you do it for 20 years, you get it gets more radicalized and more radical radicalized and more radicalized. All I'm saying is that our own policy of absolute uh, m- military uh, superiority in every conceivable way in the Middle East uh, is going to draw an enormous reaction on the ground. I mean, look, look at you. L- look at, look at uh, your own re- reactivity. Um, I have been in situations uh, when, uh, if the other guy who has all the power attacks you, you get more radicalized. And so, no wonder that we've gone from the Taliban to this rem-
0: appalling
1: uh, approach of ISIS to simply behead all. The Christians. I mean, to, to behead everybody and to shoot everybody without any uh, even thinking. That is um, the sort of ultimate version of a kind of reactionary uh, formation that occurs when you are a really oppressed person. I'll give you an example. I was um, uh, 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 had my application in for the seminary, a conservative seminary, And I knew in my heart that I didn't, uh, it was not the right thing. Uh, I was uh, traditional in regard to certain contested issues, and I was, quote, conservative theologically in relation to some contested issues, one in particular, but I wasn't as conservative as many of the people who were taking up the stand. I just wasn't. Instinctively, I didn't feel that connection, and so I withdrew my application to to be, or my uh, candidacy, because it was, I had not applied, but I was one of two candidates for an historic, traditional conservative seminary. And Uh, I would do the application and then one night I was speaking at an Episcopal seminary somewhere in the northeast I was speaking and uh, preaching uh preaching On a completely unrelated occasion, and the the welcome that I received was so hostile, and there's so much personal animus and malice in the welcome I received, I was not prepared for it. I had no warning. Uh, It was so dramatically negative towards my person uh, that um, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked at the negativity towards my person for saying what I thought was at least one defensible position that certainly the Roman Catholic Church still takes and many others. But anyway, I didn't even talk about that. I talked about something different, and I was so shocked by the degree of, of hostility that as I walked home from the seminary chapel where I preached and had dinner, I went to a pay phone and called the uh, search committee of the seminary of the candidacy for the principalship of which I had uh, withdrawn. and I said, "I'm, I'm in again." Uh, I'm a candidate again. You can consider me now. In other words, I was radicalized by the rejection that I had. Now, just take that 50 times and over a great deal of time, and using military force and murderous hellfire missiles on people. Your cousin gets killed at a wedding reception, and she is not at all related to the person of high what is it HV high value individual um, target. And uh, what are you what's what are you going to think? I mean, what's going to if you're a young man? What, what are you going to end up doing? you hatred is going to become hardened and calcified. And that's what is part of the problem that we're seeing a reaction formation over many, many years to um, a kind of technology and approach that brooks absolutely no dissidents. And that's when people become radicalized and they gradually become desperate, desperate people. It's like people who commit suicide. When they're that desperate, they'll do something awful. Now let me just finish up uh, one other uh, thing. Um... Uh, th- 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 there is an element of of, of, of real um, sort of moral chaos in our own society I only say it, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying, I love all this stuff that we love in our culture I'm fascinated by so many things that used to be considered a little bit outré, I mean from the movies to the Joe Meek to the Attack of the Crab Monsters, I'm fascinated by this stuff but recently my wife and I were in Times Square we were walking to a somewhere the, we were going from one destination to another, uh, across Times Square, and the atmosphere at, on Times Square about eleven thirty on a, maybe a Thursday night, it was extortionary. We were the, we were the, everybody the t- tourists were being extorted uh, physically in front of you. It was violent. It was menacing. It wasn't the old sort of Forty Second Street sleazyoid. It was a it was a it really it was a it was a horrible situation. It was a cesspool of mean-spirited extortion of uh, anything goes and yet nothing goes. It was really shocking to me and I talked to some old hands who were also New Yorkers who themselves had been coming home from a theater production on, uh, off Broadway uh, Broadway, and they'd had to come home. They'd forgotten how bad Times Square has become and these are people who've always lived here. They've always lived here. They've grown and reared here and they were so shocked the, 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 the wife apologized to her husband for having forgotten how terrible it is and as I looked around this place of real Babylon. You you know, Babylon's sister, uh, and and a real criminality that is completely tolerated, and people being taken advantage of in the most excruciating, obvious manner of all sorts of conditions. I said to myself, you know, I can see how part of a non-Western critique of this, looking at what I'm seeing here, they'd say, you know, this has got to stop. I mean, this is that they would be repelled to the highest order. I know you'll say, well, they're hypocrites and they like to drink when they have a chance, and we all are. We, we, I mean, part of me is fascinated by it too. But the actual fact of the matter, we have a kind of degeneracy in a situation like that that has gone beyond normal limits and is actually very hurtful. I mean, there are all sorts of ways in which this works out, but um, I could name a couple. But you'll think I'm, you know, remember if people who are on the traditional side speak sharply, it's always called a rant. Uh, but if you're on the other side, it's called a kind of, you know, uh, a sarcastic group of reflections. Um, simply to say that we have also contributed to this disaster by our own moral confusion, which you see, I ask you to do it. I invite you to do it on a Friday evening or a Wednesday evening, any time of year. Walk across Times Square currently, and I defy you to ever want to come back again, unless you you have a Sesame Street costume on or something like that. Well, that's what I wanted to say, and um, I think the key note here is there is a... Extraordinary monk or lacuna or gap or absence in the understanding of what human nature is capable of and who we actually are as humans that um, produces ultimately uh, a, a, a false uh, view of what to expect from people. Now, to have a true view of human nature and compassion is the best thing in the world. But to have, a, and to have a true view of human, without, uh, human nature without compassion can lead to Machiavellianism and cynicism. But the power of a human uh, uh, aspiration from the standpoint of Christian religion is to see things as they are and yet to love this world which God so loved that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all should not perish but have eternal life. And that's the note on which I want to end. And I want to finish with one of Joe Meek's very, very last songs, It's Hard to Believe It by Glenda Collins, a song of enormous... Pathos, if you know what happened to Joe Meek, and great compassion, but also, fortunately, moon men.
2: But I do. They hit the moon with my men. One day they'll be sending them back again. It's hard to believe it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I do. How can they spend a million on a rocket head when there's millions on Earth in need of bread? It's hard to believe it. Mm-hmm. They do. We're all in for a shock and soon when we find living creatures upon the moon. It's hard to believe it, but I do. Sky it no no not for me I, I put my plea for all I'm worth Let's first make this a better earth I really believe it mm-hmm. Yes I do.